0: Love Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5, no. righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yeah. render unto every man according to no. his deeds, to them who by patience continue in yeah. some well-doing seek no. for glory and honor, and immorality, yeah. eternal life, but unto them that are no. contentious and do not obey the yeah. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. Oh, uh, come on. Great blue Yep. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga, we're back. Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose it. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault. Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my. Yep. Do you follow these laws? This walk, so why keep on trotting? Everybody got choices. Choose the right path, and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and save your soul. Never going back, no. no, no, no. Forward to the kingdom, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah Yeah Everybody got choices no. Yeah 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 Everybody got choices No. Everybody got choices Yeah. yeah. Is it cool yeah. to be gay? No Didn't he make us straight? Yeah Is the most high plan? No You will learn the day Yeah Do you understand grace? No Remember Noah's day? Yeah Did more than eight people live? Nope Will it be the same way? Yeah it the Broadway to heaven Nope it's a Broadway to hell. Yep. You choose death over life. Nope. You gonna change your life? on trotting everybody got choices choose the right path and nothing can suffer everybody got choices righteous life they don't like that nah everybody got choices choose the right path and save your soul Who gonna choose the most? I states Satan uh, to choose. Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Yeah. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope. Was see ever crucified? Yep. Does this world love the most? Nope. Yep. Is it the wicked gonna burn? Yep. Will we eat forever? Nope. Yep. Will we ever get our turn? Yep to choose from you got to choose one who you're gonna choose the most I see it's a got to choose to side to choose from you got to choose one who you're gonna choose who you're gonna choose got to choose Alright, oh, alright, oh, alright.
1: You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, oh, alright. Oh, You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Salam salam, 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 and good morning, about what to Tov, to the twelve tribes worldwide. Yehowa, some you Yehowa Shad, Baruch them You've reached another episode of ISBHPK presents Bible Talk Podcast. Thank you uh, for tuning in. You can reach the ISB 3 Bible Star podcast every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12, maybe 12:30 uh, uh, Central Standard Time, and then again on Friday nights, uh, starting at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time for, for uh, a final Bible breakdowns with the brother Bonobot. uh We know yesterday we had to make a, a slight adjustment. Uh, the brother, the brother, tells us to make a slight adjustment. He had to, he had to work yesterday morning, but he came back with an excellent uh, class. Uh, last night for uh, Talks About Thursdays where he does FYI Thursdays. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I get I get all my days messed up. Yesterday was Tuesday and the brother had to do his uh, uh the, and the brother talks about, he talks about Tuesdays where he does the current events and, and, and opens up with a uh, with with topic. Going into a history topic. Forgive me for that. That's on Tuesdays. That was yesterday. Today is Wednesday where you got me and Michelle, I'm uh, go, uh, going over topics uh, as well. And then coming back tomorrow, Thursday, we had the Brother Taza Pa again, the Brother Priest, Teacher, Friend, um, Tazapai again on coming back on, again on Thursdays with uh, FYI, for your information, Episode 4 uh, will be tomorrow. All right? So, again, you can reach the ISBH4K uh, uh, Bible Talk podcast live Monday through Thursday uh, from 10 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m sometimes 1230 by calling area code 646-668-2568. again that's area code 646-668-2568. or uh, you can go through the, the web browser to www.blogtalkradio.com once you pull that uh, the, that web page up go to the search box and type in mashaba m-a-s-h-a-h-b-a and our episode page will come up and you'll see uh, on air live now click the button and you can listen to us live Again, whenever uh, we have a live uh, podcast going, if you happen to miss any of our podcasts, uh, we, can, we invite you to go check out www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, where uh, we have our library going all the way back to February 28, 2010, when we first started our first, uh, first podcast here on, on uh, Bible Talk, or on Blog Talk. You're going to check us out. And this class is from Carl Cobb, the brother karash the brother um yasha or war We went all the way back to february twenty eighth two thousand and ten up until the very present the very latest one that, that we do so if you miss any of our our, our shows or our podcasts oh, i can 't forget the brother biosapar uh with the history he bring, and the archaeology he brings out in improving the nine and a half tribes and really going deeper to that i mean and making it explicitly clear. So we invite you to please go and check out um our, our library at www.blogstartradio.com again uh mashaba m-a-s-h-a-h-b-a and our whole library is there for your for your convenience uh, we also can reach us on but it doesn't the, the library is not as extensive you can reach us on iheartradio uh podcast on apple itunes podcast on google podcast as well as podcast addict all right just uh do a search for ISBHBK Bible Talk. And it'll come up, and if there's any shows that you missed, now they only keep a catalog of about 300 shows. So um, go back and check them out, and you'll be able to, uh, catch up, keep up, or just go back and review and study any of the topics that we've covered here on ISBHBK Bible Talk. Um, uh, we advise you, please go and check it out. All right? Being a part of the ISBHBK Network of Schools the uh isbhpk being the israelite israelite school of biblical history and practical knowledge we do have school locations across america um uh, we have one here in san antonio where i'm currently at in san antonio texas which is located at 4444 Balsam, suite number 201 uh, here in san antonio texas 78218 being the zip code there all right they have classes every monday wednesday and friday from 7 p.m to 10 p.m and then on Saturdays, they have a Sabbath class starting at 10 a.m. If you can't make it to the actual class, you can view their classes uh, live at ISBHBK San Antonio on YouTube. All right? And, again, those times are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then again on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. Um, and on Friday nights, uh, the Brother Carl Cobb does a, does a, a broadcast from uh, his location in uh, Antigua Guatemala where he does uh, uh, he's on the YouTube as well uh, uh, coming through the, through the school here in San Antonio so it's a way to check out the brother color get some of his history and uh, get some of the insight some of his insights uh, from a very wise and intelligent brother uh, uh, we invite you to please check him out if you like more information about our school here in San Antonio uh, please call the brother uh Warner Iyer at area code two one zero 862 or the Brother Sam at area code 505-387-9609. For our schools in Houston, um, Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester, uh, there's a website put up called isbhpk.com. We invite you to check it out. Uh, to help, help, help them uh, gather together the rents for the, their three locations, uh, please check out isbh, isbh, isbhpk.com. And check out the links for Children's Creations, for Sweet Ambiance, and for Israel Wear. All right, uh, that these are ways you, you can start monthly subscriptions with, with each one of these services that will help us be able to uh, get the rent, get the rent for uh, Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester. Um, when you when you support any of the, the, these businesses, you help us support keeping the truth going uh, in Houston, Rochester, and in Norfolk. Uh, there's links to Sweet Ambiance. Sweet Ambiance is, is, a, is, a, is a business that's been put together that provides the latest in, in perfume uh, and cologne uh, oils, uh, the, as, as well as essential oils, and they specialize in custom handmade uh, uh, soaps, custom handmade uh, uh, body oils and, and beard oils, uh, as well as candles. So we invite you to please check out Sweet Ambiance online where they are engineering Custom fragrances, so every one of your modes can smell amazing. When you support Sweet Ambiance, you support ISBHBK. And also on Etsy at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Com, Uh, You you can reach them online that way as well. Uh, And Chosen Creations uh, offers custom engraved jewelry, personalized home decor and unique gifts you can't find anywhere else and it's true brothers and sisters uh, Go and check, the, check them out. You, you'll, you'll be happy that you did and get get, get something to to, to uh, Decorate either the home or, or jewelry or whatever for for you for, for yourself for your person for a loved one Please check out those creations. They have some of their uh, Words can't describe what they have there. So please go check out the website and then last but least uh, but last of course, not least is Israelwear. With the subscription to Israelwear, for example, uh, um, uh, one of the packages they offer for a monthly subscription with Israelwear is that every month you get the the new shirt each month. It includes uh, a, a border of blue and fringes. It's 100% pre shrunk cotton with a vinyl design on the uh, of the month. You also get a leather headband to match your shirt. And shipping is included, so that's one of the subscriptions you get to Israel. Where you can get your your um, you get something for your donation. Let's say it like that. That start the subscription, and you can get something to keep your Hebrew Israelite apparel entire up to date, uh, up and going, as well as help a good, for a good cause and help us keep our schools open in Houston, uh, Houston, Rock, uh, Norfolk, and in Rochester. And then of course we have okay, that's that's three businesses. And there's also links to the Hidden Truth Bible Show and uh, the Five Minutes of Wisdom and Hebrew Media Corps. You can find all those links there at isbhbk.com. Our school in Houston, in the Houston area, I should say, is located at 231 FM Road 1092 Stafford, Texas seven seven four seven seven. They have classes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and then on Fridays at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, and you can view them live on YouTube as well at those times, and then they have a, uh, a Sabbath service that they do every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. We invite you to please check them out. For any questions uh, or donations you'd like to offer up uh, to tell our school in Houston, please contact Priest Quatrizab at area code 303-557-8979. For our school in Norfolk, we're in the Norfolk area, Norfolk, Virginia, at 2016 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, being the address there, and you can view their classes live on, U- on face- uh, Facebook, Facebook Live at the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on YouTube, uh, you can go to ISBHBK Norfolk on Friday nights uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they check out the Sabbath ceremony um, every Saturday starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time uh, with our school there in Norfolk. For any questions you might have about the school there in Norfolk, please contact Preska- Kazakia at area code 757-300-4047. And for our school in Rochester, New York, meaning Rochester, New York area, um, the school is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, meaning address there. And you can view them live on class every Tuesday and Thursday on our YouTube channel, ISBHBK Rochester. And that's from 7, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then check out this Sabbath of, uh, of class every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, on ISB, ISBHBK Rochester. All right, and then for our brothers, uh, brother, for anybody who would like to congregate up in Albuquerque, please contact the brother, Aisha White, at area code 505-218-4218. Um, he'll be happy to ask any of your questions. And if you want to just gather together and, and congregate, contact the brother Aisha White and and that can be accommodated. All right. Um, also here in San Antonio, uh we do have the EOP Therapy Event Center. The EOP Therapy Event Center is is, is been put together by the brother Bada and his wife Karda for Hebrew Israel events. All right. We've had weddings done there. We've had uh, a couple high holiday um, uh, gatherings there. The EOP Therapy Event Center is located at Vernon Gold Mall on the second floor of the mall. Uh, in the south wing, the far south wing of the mall, which is the former Sears wing where Sears used to be at, and it's right in front of the remote control derby race car track that is there at the mall. Uh, every Sunday, we do have have a, a Hebrew, a paleo Hebrew uh, Hebrew class that, that we do live, or that we do there at the school, I'm sorry, at the event center. So please come and check us out every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Every Sunday, we do have the Hebrew class there in uh, at Rolling Oaks Mall in the Event Center. In the Event Center, also you find Dr. Ebony. Dr. Ebony is a holistic, do- a certified uh, holistic doctor that that gives free uh, diagnoses to help you diagnose whatever ailment you might have going on, and it has the herbs and the the uh, holistic medicine to help you overcome any uh, health problems you might have going on. So, and she she is located there in the Event Center. Um, uh, Monday through, through Saturday, uh, you can catch her. So please check out Dr. Ebony at the event center um, for any holistic or health needs you might need to be taken care of. Being a part of the EO Pure Therapy event center, which is sponsored by EO Pure Therapy, EO Pure Therapy is located at World Mall, on the first floor of the mall, in the Penny wing of the mall, which is directly diagonal from the H&M uh, department store, clothing store, uh, when you come into the mall. EO Pure Therapy. Um, that being that it's pure therapy is there to um, and it provides you with some of the one of the unique things it has is custom handmade bath bombs and bath salts um, as well as body fragrances uh, for men, women and, ch- and children, uh, uh, fragrance oils uh, for the air um, and anything you need in skin care uh, skin care they can take care of you there at EO Pure Therapy uh, and they also specialize in, in uh, CBD uh, creams, gummies, tinctures, and roll-ons. And uh, you can also get um, a bath bomb um, infused with CBD oil uh, and also uh, a custom-made fragrance or fragrance of your, of your choosing. Uh, they can definitely take care of you there at EO Pure Therapy. Uh, ask for the sister Kuala Shia uh, or for the brother Gabbar And uh, they can uh, definitely take care of you and help you out with anything you have going on at EO Pure Therapy located on the first floor of the Mall, of Rolling Oaks Mall here in San Antonio. Uh, in the JCPenney wing of the mall all right so uh, now we get those introduced the way this is the part of, of, of my class where I like to take a little time to remind everybody that we need to pray for each other all right that um, uh sometimes uh, there's people we're going through things going through certain afflictions persecutions uh, certain ailments we're just going going through things and sometimes we need a little extra prayer we need a little extra help we need a little extra consideration so when we, remember, when we consider uh, Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 29, it says, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous, that the Lord does hear the prayer of the righteous. So we ask for the righteous, those that are striving to do right by the Most High, by keeping his law, setting commandments, that you might ask uh, these people that in this list I'm about to uh, give us, add them to your prayers, uh, that the Most High might hear the prayers of the righteous. In James, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, for the righteous to come together and send up prayers for us to heal one another, to help one another. That it, it avails much; it helps out a lot. So, this is one reason why we've compiled this list, and we ask everybody, not only to, to say the prayer with us here on, on Blog Talk, but even in your own private time, please add these names to your to your prayer prayer list. Um, so that again, we have this, these prayers going on for, uh, for for people who need a little extra prayer. And then First Peter chapter three verse twelve reminds us also: "For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil." So we obviously, obviously, we want to stop doing evil, stop doing wrong in the eyes of the Father, um, and as we're striving for for righteousness and doing right by right, by by God. Uh, and through his son, uh, Jesus Christ, who, who the world calls Jesus Christ, but who we say it, call Yahweh Shai, that we pray for each other, right? that we pray for one another. So with that being said, um, I'll offer up this, this quick prayer and ask you that you might add these names to your prayer, uh, prayer, prayer list uh, that you might carry on in your own home or wherever. Uh, so the Most High, in the name of Christ, or oh, Yahweh Some Yahweh please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels, to watch over, bless, to heal, to protect, to strengthen, to help, to guide. And please take away all evil, all evil people, all evil spirits, all sicknesses, all guile, and all malice from the fallen people, Father. From the brother, uh, the, the, the couple, Thahwam uh, and Warad Dyer and their family here in San Antonio. For the brother John Spann. Uh, for the sister. Miss Catherine, otherwise known as my dupes uh, for uh, for Becky and for Darrow and for Becky 's sister Carmen who just had knee replacement surgery uh, for the entire lovett family my in laws my mother in law my father in law my brother in law my sister in law and my nieces and nephews father we uh, i 'm sending uh, off of them uh, up in prayer as well for the entire Coates family you know, the family of brother gabar kawar including his son uh, Shapar um, who is really going through something right now, we, have, we send a prayer for them, Father. Uh, for the brother Kazakia and his family, as well as his wife, uh, uh there in Virginia. Uh, for the sister Anagashia um, uh, in New Mexico. For the brother Thawam uh, in Houston. Uh, for the brother uh, Thawam here in San Antonio, uh, otherwise uh, West Beverly. Uh, we offer, him, offer prayers for him, Father. For the sister uh, Ayana, the wife of brother Awana Aya, Ayana Banath Banyanyan, uh, we, we offer up her in prayer, Father. For, for some special needs children, Father. For Sisi, the, the daughter of Brother Tazapa and his wife, Arakaya. For Aizali, uh, the daughter of Sister Anagashia and Brother Gabar Kawah, And for Aliyah, the daughter of Brother Bonabad and his wife, Quadashaya. For Tazapah, his, his whole family, uh, including his son, Rapa, Father, we, we, offer, uh, we pray for him and 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 for them father for the brother for the brother kodash gabar here in san antonio uh for the brother you up there in albuquerque uh, for the brother gabar out there in florida for the brother sham kodash and, and his wife mariah father we are, we we ask you to uh, that you watch over them uh, for the sister ruthie Mae johnson uh, who is the mother-in-law of brother uh, gabar out there in florida uh, for the sister quite the wife of Bonabad here in san antonio uh, for for Sister Pat Washington, who is the mother of Brother L V, uh, Father, uh, for the Brother Sean Stark, we have for uh, prayers for him, Father, for the Sister Sylvia Khan, uh, we have for prayers for her, Father, and again, once again, for the Brother uh, Shapar, the fellow Brother uh, Gabar Kawa, we ask you all of these things, Father, uh, that you might like be praised, and we ask these in the name of, of your Son Jesus Christ. Uh, Baha-Sham Yahuasai Thank you always the water, yad, aman. So that's just a little something that, that we do here on, on Blog Talk and, and just want to uh, get that out there we're, being conscious of the scripture where it says um, not to do our prayers in public just to be seen in people make it seem like we're more righteous or more holy but no, this is in sincerity of offering help uh, uh, to these brothers and sisters to these families and sometimes we just need a little help All right? sometimes we need a little help from our friends Sometimes we just need a little extra prayer. So that's the only reason it's being done for. So we ask again, uh, in you and your private time, uh, go back and listen to the class, get the, the list of names, and please add these names to your prayers as well, that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous does avail much. All right? Uh, and thank everybody for that. Thank everybody for that. All right, cool, brothers and sisters. Um, if you might notice today's title, if you might notice today's title, today's title of the class is called Hindsight is 2020. My hindsight is 2020. And while I'm here at the at the uh, at the page, I have just now opened up the chat room. Uh, so if you if you access our, our our class online through a web browser at ww.blogstartwriter.com forward slash M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. You'll flip our episode page and you'll see that um, uh, the chat room is up and running. It, it is it is there. So you, uh, if you want to contact us or contact me, uh, you can definitely hit me up there at uh, uh, on the chat room, okay, on the chat room. And I'll make sure I come back and keep checking it to make sure I can see um, uh, if anybody has any questions or, or comments or scriptures, or what, have you, what what we're dealing with. All right, today, brothers and sisters, I'm veering a little bit off of the subject I've been covering as far as um, uh, to deny Christ. Now, I'm going to veer off a little bit. Um, I was listening to the Brother Tazapaz's uh, uh, class last night, and the brother is doing such an excellent job of bringing out somebody's history about uh, Hebrew Israelites that is very foundational, right? It's very foundational to dealing with the Bible. That If we want to keep the Bible in context, that's one thing a lot of people always, are always uh, talking about and always bringing out about keeping things in context, keeping things in context, keeping things in context. And what they fail to realize is when when they say keep it in context, they're referring to their context as far as whatever religion they might have been raised in. That if a person has a a, a Baptist church uh, uh, upbringing, that they want to keep the Bible in context to how it relates to being a Baptist. Um, somebody who might have a Catholic uh, upbringing, that they want to keep the Bible in context their their Catholic upbringing. Um, if it's anybody that might come from a, 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 a Islam, maybe you grew up as a Muslim, then now your context of the Bible is going to be from the context of what it means to be a Muslim and how, how the Bible applies to being a Muslim. But one of the main contexts that's being forgotten about and that's being missed is the foundational context that the Bible is the history book of the Hebrew Israelites. And it records the, the history uh, and the future concerning Hebrew Israelites. And if that foundational um, uh, brick, block, is not really established, then really getting the context of what the Bible's talking about, you're missing too much. To try and trying to, to be able to put this together to understand what was said, why it was said, and what was going on and what was happening you're going to miss out even if you're dealing with like the hermeneutics uh with with people who come from the um uh, a calvin uh 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 religion background that you're dealing with the hermeneutics and you're dealing with the the the, the words uh that are being used and you go into a lot of word studies but if you don't understand the context coming from a historical point of view the, the historical point of view of who the hebrew israelites are and, and what's going on, what's happening with the Hebrew Israelites, you're not going to have the real context of this Bible. So, again, as the Brother of Paz is doing an excellent job of, uh, on his Talks About Tuesdays as he's going over history. Um, and I, I invite you, uh, that, you know, that's my little plug-in, uh, for you to go and check out any of his shows on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, uh, on Google Podcasts or Podcast Addict. To go back and, and get some of the, the the shows and some of the series that he's covered I'm, I'm talking about going back for years there's some of the shows that he and the brother uh Biosapar have done on just the history of the the, the 10 tribes here in the uh, north central south america the so-called natives of the americas my goodness the the their classes are phenomenal the research library that they, that they've they've compiled and the bibliography and the archaeology that they've compiled to help bring out the proof and the facts about the Hebrew Israelites here in North Central South America and how, how they got here uh, before Columbus um, is phenomenal. And they come to, to, to present day and the way the brothers going back into the, uh, um, the diasporas, the diasporas, the, the scatterings of the Hebrew Israelites um, from the time of the Assyrian captivity, which was approximately 722 B.C., Up through the scattering of the Hebrew Israelites up from seventy A.D., uh, when we were that's when we were expelled out of the Promised Land, out of Jerusalem for the last time we was there uh, as as a as a body, and then our travels down into Africa, uh, and our travels all up through uh, 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 Asia and and, uh, into Europe, and here to the Americas. He's doing a great job with that, women and sisters. I mean, it's very thorough uh... go and check it out now right, please go and check it out he's doing an excellent job with that and that's what kind of led me into today's class where i'm going over i had been going over um... going 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 back a little bit me and the brother gabar koa uh... we've been going over um... i uh, like the passover the mind of christ that what was christ going through um... from the time of the passover and how that that was significant and what that represents to us as is Hebrew Israelites, Um and, and, and just go through the whole thing and that as we as his followers and his disciples, that we're going to be coming to some of the same emotions and we deal with some of the same, uh, uh, thoughts that Christ went through. And how did Christ deal with those thoughts that he really did experience thoughts of, of doubt, thoughts of, uh, anger, thoughts of frustration. Um he really did face those, those, he really did face those those obstacles, um, the obstacle and, and the temptation to just want to think about himself, uh, to take matters to his own hands. We we really did a, a we, me and the brother Gabar, we covered that kind of extensively. Before that, we was going into salvation. Uh, we did a whole many series part many part series on salvation, and really just studying salvation through the Bible, um, and looking and seeing that. Whenever we're when dealing with salvation, it was always referring to the salvation of the Hebrew Israelites uh, coming in, uh, out of slavery. That because of our sins against God, uh, it's still coming out of Egypt, that the, the first salvation for the Israelites was being saved out of Egypt uh, from the hand of Moses. Uh, and then going through the book of Judges and really looking at and seeing that as as our our ancestors, the Israelites, as they kept sinning and going against God. They kept going to captivity, and it was a, a crazy cycle where we'd be saved out of kept from captivity, brought back into the promised land. Then we would increase, and then we would sin, which would cause us to go into captivity again. And then we we would come come back, repent, pray to the Father, and He would send another the Savior. Uh, and from uh, Nehemiah chapter nine, verse twenty six, twenty seven, you really just start to get uh, in in a nutshell that understanding of that the Israelites have always been the ones uh, dealing with salvation when it comes to the Lord God. Uh, and it was always referring to being saved out of captivity. That's, that's what the Bible, the topic of salvation, when you take it from the context of the history of the Hebrew Israelites, it's always and only pertained to them being saved out of captivity, which does not change now that we're in the, in the year 2023. Salvation is still dealing with Hebrew Israelites being saved out of captivity. That's 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 the context. That's the true proper context um, that we got to deal with. But we've been hit with so many different aspects from religion of uh, being saved from 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 TV, uh, being saved from video games, being saved from from from, from um, uh, listening to music, uh, uh, being saved from 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 going to the movies, uh, being saved from dancing, being saved from hip hop um that that we we really miss context of what is that of what salvation really is. We still really we're very heavily in, in conditioned from whatever religion we might have grew up in. A lot of those things are still pressing upon us and we and we kinda infuse what we learned from that religion into now that I'm a Hebrew Israelite. But now we're still kind of doing the same things from that religion, but now we're still just calling ourselves Hebrew Israelites, and we don't really grasp what salvation is for the nation of Israel, and what needs to happen with the nation of Israel. And, even you know, in modern day times, we're thinking about salvation from my bills. How do I get past this bill? How do I get past that bill? How do I get past um, uh, just paying my bills and living comfortably? And then now I'm being saved. Because now I got a good job, I'm, I'm I'm making a decent amount of money. I got some savings. Now I've been saved, and I'm becoming myself a Hebrew Israelite, and it's all good. It's all done. No, brother, sister, it's, it's it's the nation being being saved. Christ died that the nation of Israel might be saved out of captivity, be delivered from from their enemies. That's Luke chapter one, verse verse sixty eight down. And if you need to go and, and go research that and, and read about that. So I'm bringing all this stuff up, brother, sisters, As I'm talking about all this, I'm bringing all this up that a lot of our topics, if you don't really get and understand the history of the Bible and the history of the people of the Bible, being us, the Hebrew Israelites, a lot of these topics we go over, that we do go over, a lot of people, you're not going to make a connection. It's, going to be hard. it's not out of, out, of, out of a maliciousness or, a, or a, 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 a straight rebelliousness or a straight stubbornness. It's just that we haven't really made that connection To matching the history with the people of the Bible, with uh, with the prophecy of the Bible, we've really have kind of missed out on that. So there's a big chunk that we're missing. So this is why I'm taking a break um, uh, today from really going over my uh, the series that I'm I'm dealing with as far as to deny Christ, and I want to just focus on. I want to take this time today to focus on hindsight, on looking at the past, because brothers and sisters, like it said. Um, as I was having the, the, the talk uh, with my sister, um, uh Dye—I was going to call her Miriam, forgive me. My sister, Lori That's the inside joke for, for, for the two of us. Um, that hindsight is twenty-twenty, and and thing about hindsight is twenty-twenty. That when this when this statement is said, especially when I was a, was a young a younger man, hindsight being twenty-twenty. That when you look back at things. When you look back at something, you can look at it perfectly. You know, to have perfect vision is to have 2020 vision. So, in hindsight, I meaning once you get past something, once you go through something, and you look back at it, you can always go back and examine and look at. It and say, man, I, I should have made this decision. I should have did this. I should have did that. How come I didn't see this coming? Why not see that? So, when you get, when you go through something and then you look back at it, this is where you can see that hindsight is 2020. That now you can see perfectly damn, I should have did this. Damn, I should have did that. And part of our discussion we was having this morning was if you can go back and talk to your 20-year-old self, all right, or you know what people, some people think? Sometimes this, this will be said. If only I knew then what I know now, how things would be different. If only I knew then what I know now. Or if I go back and talk to my to my young me. If I go back and talk to 20-year-old Mashaba. What would I want 20-year-old Mashaba? What would I implore for him to do? What what would I what would I beg him? Damn whoop his ass, you know, of you got to do it this way. You got you, you got to make this choice. You got to consider this. So this is what has inspired this class: is that that mindset, that hindsight is twenty twenty two. Look and be reminded of, of our past. That is going to be that is what's going to make us perfect. As we deal with a lot of these topics here on ISBHBK Bible Talk uh, from Monday through Thursdays, that and dealing with these history, some of these topics that if you don't really put together a lot of the history of the Hebrew Israelites. A lot of these things just won't make sense, and then're we're we're, we're we're in this 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 mindset of trying to make things fit of trying to make things uh make sense and that's where we're left to leading to our own understanding that's where we're left to doing things um we're left to our own understanding and we're not really putting that context together we're not really uh 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 getting things but I really consider things in, 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 in a proper mindset. So with that, brothers and sisters, I'm going to ask you to join me going to Job chapter 8, verses 8 through 10. Right, let's go to the book of Job chapter 8, verses 8 through 10. And this is what it, what it said. Now remember, uh, we, go through, we do go through precepts. We do, we do jump from scripture to scripture, uh, like it is told to us in Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 and 10. I, I'm not, I don't want to read that right now. But there are certain things that we want to pull out and pick and, and kind of examine of things that have been said in the past, things that were written for us that really to, to consider. Right. So in Job chapter 8, verse 8 through 10, it says, For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. Verse 9. For we are but of yesterday and know nothing. Because our days upon earth are a shadow, verse 10, shall not they teach thee and tell thee and utter, utter words out of their heart. So here we know this bit in, in, that this was um, a conversation with Job and, and his three friends uh, when Job was going through his uh, affliction, going through what he was going through, where the most I was proving to Satan that, that Job was a, is a faithful man and that Job is a servant of God. That In this discussion that they were having, this statement was made. So I want to kind of focus on this statement. Uh, verse 8 says, For inquire, I pray thee of the former age. So, so that, that makes sense. It says to inquire. When inquire means to ask, to search out, research. I pray thee of the former age. You've got to go look back and ask yourself about how were things done in the past? How were things done before? We have to ask ourselves these questions. We have to consider our history. We have to go back and look at these things. My say the history. I'm talking about the history of the Hebrew Israelites. The history that, that, that we that we get from the Bible. We have to inquire. Of the former age. And then it says and prepare ourselves to the search of their fathers. How did our forefathers, how did our ancestors, how did they do things in the past? And what things did they do that were right in the eyes of God? And what things did they, did they do wrong in the eyes of God? That's a question we should go back and ask ourselves, that we should go and examine. We have to, and, and like, like another saying that is said, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. If we don't go back and study from from and, and consider and look at from a historical point of view, the Bible is a history book. And what we can learn from the history of the Bible, the history of the people of the Bible, we're going to repeat a lot of the same mistakes that they made. That yeah, we're going to wind up doing doing a lot of the wrong things in the wrong mindset the same way our forefathers did it. So it's being said to us here, Joel chapter 8, verse 8 inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. Verse 9. For we are but of yesterday, meaning how, how did things get to that right now? Why are things the way they are right now? It's because of decisions and of choices that were made in the past. Today, whatever present that we're living in, whatever your present state is, you're in your present state because of things that happened in the past. And if we don't go and examine those things and examine what our forefathers did and go look at those things, we're going to wind up repeating the same mistakes. We're going to wind up repeating the same thing. So it says in Job chapter 8, verse 9, For we are but of yesterday and know nothing. And that's the truth of the matter, brothers and sisters. If we don't know our history, we really don't know anything. Sometimes, you know, we we, we really get this, this thought in our minds. That we reinvented the wheel. That we're the first ones to ever discover the wheel, which we know obviously. We, we, that's, I mean, that's an extreme statement I'm making, but no, we think that we're the first ones to ever come up with some ideas that we have. We think we're the first ones that 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 for for humans to be on the earth for over uh, what, what is it? Ten thousand years? That we're the only ones or the first ones to come up with the type of thought or the type of of, of creativity that has never been seen before, ever on the planet Earth, ever, 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 ever ever before. And that just don't make no sense. <laughs> that really is not realistic. That really is not a realistic um, uh, outlook or, or realization that I'm coming with something so brand new that nobody of, of what is it, 7.8 billion people on the planet Earth that, that I'm the only one that has the original thoughts? I'm the only one? And that nowhere in our history has anybody else ever had these type of thoughts? Or had these type of experiences? That is not, that's kind of ridiculous. So it says, verse 9, For we are but of yesterday and know nothing, because our days upon earth are in the shadow. Because we're, we're, we're here so quick where our time on earth is so quick. Verse 10. It says, shall not they teach thee and tell thee and other words out of their heart? Yeah, if we go back and search out our history of our people, yeah, their words are coming from the heart and where they'll be telling us, look out for this, look out for that. Man, don't do this, don't do that. it be like going back and being able to tell a younger you, if only you knew then what you know now. And going back now for the nation of Israel, to go back and look at the nation of Israel and the decisions that we made as a nation of Israel. The choice that we made as a nation of Israel has got us, the nation of Israel, where we at today. And we can go back and really study this Bible from our ancestors' point of view. That that's why the Bible was written. To record their history. How they got where they got to. The, the thoughts that they were going through and what the future holds and how to be right with the Lord God the creator of heaven and earth that it, this is not this is not a big guesswork it's not a big guesswork all we gotta do is study go back and read from the context of understanding what what our history is all right from there Let's go to the book of Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha or Syriac, uh, I'm, depending on how you had to learn the Apocrypha. Uh, when I came up, we called it Ecclesiasticus. We, we had Ecclesiastes, and then we had Ecclesiasticus. And then some people uh, haven't called it Ecclesiasticus. They just say Syriac. And it's understood that that's the part of the, of the Bible that's in the Apographa. All right? So Syriac, chapter 8, verse 8 and verse 9. Or Ecclesiasticus, chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. That's where I'm reading from right now. So it says, despise not the discourse of the wise, but acquaint thyself with their, par- with their proverbs. For of them thou shalt learn instruction, and have to serve great men with ease. And keep it with context from Job, chapter 8, verse 8, and inquire of the former age, and refer thyself to the search of their fathers that if we go in and we search out the, the, the wisdom of, the, of our elders, the wisdom of our people, that even we can learn wisdom even from their mistakes. That from their mistakes, we can learn wisdom. From their success, we can learn wisdom. So it says, despise not the discourse of the wise. And a lot of times we have this generational gap thing going on within, like in our current lives. That in this generational gap, there's a war between uh, the, the, the parents and the children. That is just that that the generational gap. Well, that's how y'all did things back then, but it's different for us now. No, it's not. It's not. It really isn't. But we can look back even at our forefathers of their history of what they was going through in Bible times, in what's recorded for us in the "quote unquote" Old Testament. And instead of thinking that an old person is just old and crazy and they don't know what the hell they're talking about, they have a lot of wisdom. They have a lot of wisdom that can help us make our choices and our, our decisions. That they are imploring, begging us, please listen to what i got to say so you don't wind up in a bad state like I have. Or that you might have success like I've had success. So it says despise not the discourse, meaning the, the, the communication, the talk, otherwise. But acquaint thyself with the Proverbs. Put, get your mind into what they're saying, where they're coming from. Get, get your mind into their point of view. And again, this is why the Bible is written for us today. It says, for of them thou shalt learn instruction. You gonna learn how to do things the right way the first time. For of them thou shalt learn instruction, and how to serve great men with ease. Verse 9. Miss not, miss not the discourse of the elders, for they also learned of their fathers. And of them thou shalt learn understanding, and to give answer as need requireth. And I love this, going back over these the, the scriptures. It says, Miss not the discourse of the elders. Now, because I'm, 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 uh, I'm over the age of 50, According to the law of Moses, yes, I'd be considered an elder. I don't look at myself as an elder. Even though you might look at me and see the gray the gray hairs, and I look like a, a very old man. Um, I don't consider myself an elder like like what is being mentioned here. As looking for, to me, the elders are the elders of of of, of in, in our history. Uh, to me, the elders are the elders of, of of who wrote the Bible and gave us their testimonies that we find in the Bible. To me, those who, who elders are, that they have real wisdom, that I'm still bumbling along a lot because if I go back and tell my younger self, I I think the main thing I would tell myself is, you need to listen, boy. You don't know shit. You need to listen. And if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask. Stop thinking that you got to figure everything out or that you know everything when you know you don't. And then you're afraid you're going, to be, you're going to be found out that you don't know what you're supposed to know, that you don't, you're you not on the level you think you are. Don't be afraid to be, to be humble and ask questions about something you don't know, that you're not a punk, you're not weak. Go ahead. Don't be afraid to ask questions and to listen to what people are trying to tell you. They've lived through it. They know. So verse 9 says, Miss, not the discourse of the elders. And the reason I'm trying I'm trying to bring that type of focus to what it means to be an elder. A lot of brothers, a lot a lot of, a lot of people right now are, are reaching the age of fifty, and they want to be called elders, but they still lack a lot of instruction. They still lack a lot. Of, they, there's a lot of, a lot of instruction they did not receive from their elders, from their teachers, and they want to make sure that 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 that, that title, that, that, that they wear that title. And I'm like, bro, y- y- y'all don't understand. Now, if you can call me an elder and you want to hear about my mistakes and you want to hear about if I can have it to do over again, you'll have, you have my mouth running all day long. That hopefully you won't make the same mistakes that I made. That you won't be in the mindset to make the choices that, that were made, that you won't make these same type of choices. And this is what the Bible telling us. Miss not, miss not the discourse of the elders. For they also learned of their fathers and of them thou shalt learn understanding one thing I've, I've come to, to, to gain is a person can get knowledge a knowledge is information a person can get knowledge and how well they use that knowledge that will give a person wisdom how to make good choices is, is what wisdom is, towards reaching a goal. That's what wisdom is. You take the knowledge you have, you use it to help you reach a goal, and in using that knowledge to help you reach a goal, that gives you wisdom. That makes you wise. But understanding only comes, from, only comes from experience. And I use that in reference to how many times did somebody who was older than me, whether my parents, <clears throat> a teacher, an elder, whoever it might be, was trying to tell me something was trying to give me some, 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 uh, some knowledge, trying to give me some wisdom. But it wasn't until I finally experienced and went through something that I could go back and reflect and be like, damn, this is what my mom was trying to warn me about. Now I understand why she was like this or why she was like that. This is why my dad was the way he was and, try- and coming at me the way he was coming at me. Now I, now I understand why they were like that. They were trying to give me this wisdom. They were trying to give me this knowledge, but I didn't understand. But now that I've gone through these things, now I understand why they were trying to impart this wisdom to me, why they were trying to give me this type of knowledge. Now I understand. So here in, in Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 9, it says, It's not the discourse of the elders, for they also learned of their fathers, and of them thou shalt learn understanding. If I give myself to what people what, what they're saying, especially what we get from the scriptures, I'll get understanding. I'll get the understanding of why the Most High said do things this way. Why, why our forefathers wrote these things down for us to do things this way, do things that way. Because at the time they told us to us, you're not going to understand why, why they said do this. It's not going to be understood why it was said do that. It's not until you experience something, experience that event, that then the understanding will set in. Like, okay, now I understand why you wanted me to do that. Now I understand why you said, like, for example, to give a a real um, surface uh, uh, example, the law says not uh, not to eat swine. It's unclean that that so that gives us knowledge that god says swine is unclean cool but we take that knowledge and a person might not apply that knowledge to their life so they grow up in their life eating pork it's not going to be till they get older and now they're suffering from all the health problems that they have because of their decision to eat pork and not using the knowledge. That the knowledge said not to eat pork but that's all that was given to us okay you said don't eat pork but i don't know why i don't understand why you said not to eat pork all right cool you said so because i don't understand why you said not to eat pork what i'll say to myself is well back then in bible times um the pigs were just cabbages. but, uh, but nowadays you can raise a pig uh, on, on grass you can raise a pig on cut you can make sure a pig doesn't, isn't in the scavenger. You can be responsible for their diet. And now, if I choose to eat pork, it's clean. Because back then, that's what was going on with, with, with swine. It was scavengers. But now they have uh, 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 swine raised in, 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 in places where all they eat is, is, is cut. They don't eat no garbage. They don't eat, they're not scavengers. Their diet is very heavily uh, maintained and, and, and looked at, and all they eat is vegetables. So now if I go ahead and choose to eat this wine, it's cool. But then in the long run, I still wind up with the health problems that I wind up with. Then once we get the health problems we wind up with, that's supposed to give us an understanding. This is why the father said from the very beginning, not to even introduce to your body. Because of the long-term effects of eating that swine, what it does, over the long term, this is where it kills you. This where you, you run into the problems. That like, like the deception of Eve, I, I, she was deceived, that by not obeying God and by not obeying her husband, it was, uh, the understanding she thought, her understanding for that level was if we, if we go against what God says, we're going to die immediately. That the minute I go ahead and eat, uh, eat the swine, that lightning's going to strike out of heaven and I'm going to be struck down. And Satan played on that ignorance. Satan played on that. So in playing with that, he introduced doing some evil. He introduced doing some things that were against God because you're not going to die right away. It's not going to get you right now. So now in the long long run, by going against the things that God said, we've not got a lot of these things set set in us. And now as we get older, we're suffering behind the choices that we made not using the knowledge of God properly because we didn't understand. And one reason why we don't understand is that we don't go and check, check, check out our history. We don't go back and learn from our history, the history of our people. We miss out on a lot of things of why our parents, great-grandparents, why they try to tell us the things they try to tell us, and then the history of our people in the Bible. We don't put those things together. So we miss out and we lack a lot of understanding of where God is coming from. Where the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Israelites, where he's coming from, and why would you take this knowledge and apply it this way? Because we're not looking at the Bible for the history that the Bible provides. To keep things in context, we miss out. We miss out. We, we're very incomplete. All right? From there, I want to go to uh, the book of Psalms. Let's now go to the book of Psalms, chapter 102, verse 18. The book of Psalms, chapter 102, verse 18. And it says, this is what it says. Again, this is the, the Bible bring it down the Bible. If the Bible gives us some understanding or shedding some light about the Bible, why did God compile the Bible? Why did God put, have the Bible be put together? <clears throat> So in Psalm chapter 1-2, verse 18, it says this. This shall be written for the generation to come. Again, uh, Psalm chapter 1-2, verse 18. Forgive me for that, y'all. This shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. So in reading this, brothers and sisters, David is giving us a little insight. Why did God have the Bible Why did God have the... the the Bible written. Why did God want all these records uh, to be written down and be compiled in one place? Well he's telling us right here: that this shall be written for the generation to come. Now if you think about when, for when David had this written, and David was what, about, David was about a thousand years, give or take. He was about a thousand years before Christ. So for David writing this at the time he wrote it, he was talking about his future generations. Even us today. That from the time he wrote this, he was looking forward. So for all the psalms that David wrote, all those were being written down for his future generations, to reach even up unto us unto today. It's a love note. It's a reminder. It's a record of the things he did and experienced and the choices he made and for us not to make the wrong choices, but now to understand why this is a good choice. Why to choose to do things this way? That's why the whole Bible is here. So again, Psalms 102, verse 18. This shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. That now we can go back and study our history, the history of the Hebrew Israelites, we can go back and study these things, now we can make right choices and we'll praise the Lord. We'll praise God in the proper context of how God wants to be praised. That I want this to be as be, be, uh, beating a tambourine. Playing the organ, and this isn't the gospel music. We can properly praise God the way He wants to be praised for what He's done for us. We can really understand His His mercy and His long suffering towards the entire nation of Israel. We can go back and read about the mistakes that we made and not make the same mistakes now. That this again, brother. I'm really trying to pour out and really trying to trying to aim. Um, at getting to understand the importance of the history and getting these history lessons and these history classes of why it's important. That this is how we're going to properly give God praise. This is how we're going to understand how and why things should be done this way and done that way. Now we're going to get an understanding because we can go back and read about what our forefathers did or what they didn't do. So now we can make good choices. We can now make right decisions. So now we can properly praise the Most High. We can properly praise God. All right? From there, let's go to First Chronicles. All right? Old Testament still. Let's go to First Chronicles, chapter 16, and verse 4. Let's go to the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 16, and verse 4. And, and this is referring to, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up in my Bible app. 1 Chronicles. Give me one second, y'all. chapter sixteen all right this is also still dealing with David okay and this is dealing with um when they, the the Philistines that captured the Ark of the Covenant uh, that that was that was built uh during time of Moses, uh, the, with the cherubims uh, and, and, and held the uh, the ten command the tablet of the ten commandments, it held some of the manna uh, uh, from from where we ate in the wilderness, it held Aaron's rod and some of the emeralds uh, that, that was taking place, and it was, it was a, a treasure, a national treasure uh, for us Israelites. Uh, it was kept within the holy of holies, all right, and that the Philistines had captured it, and now uh, David had, had had gotten it back. So in First Chronicles chapter sixteen, I'm going to start verse one. I'm going to read down to four. All right, so First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 1, it says, so they brought the ark of, of the Most High of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had uh, pitched for it. And they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before the Most High. And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. All right, uh, verse 3. And he dealt to everyone of Israel both man and woman, and to everyone a loaf of bread, and a good piece of fish, flesh, and a flagon of wine. Verse 4, check this out now. This is probably want to get to. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, and to record, and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. But sister, when, when, and coming across the scripture when I'm put, putting this class together, it just it, again, it put me on the floor and connecting the dots. If y'all are listening to the Brother of Five class uh, series that he's going over about the Pharisees, even it's it, it blowing me away about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the essence, that there was three main groups of, of Israelites during the time of Christ and their origins and where they came from, and you can you can put that blueprint on us as Israelites today as we come into the knowledge that we're the Hebrew Israelites. You can see these same factions uh, in the same type of, 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 of style of how we did things in the past. It, it, it's mind-blowing. But one thing I was thinking about was one of, the, one of the, the offices that was held during the time of Christ among Hebrew Israelites were the scribes. The scribes wrote everything down. They recorded everything. And this is what David had appointed at this time. To keep the records. Keep the history. To write everything down. For what? Because the things written aforetime time were written for our learning. I'm going to get to Romans chapter 15 verse 4. We're going to get that. But that these things shall be written for the generation to come. And they shall praise the Lord. That we can go like that and read about the records that our forefathers left of the times that they were living and the things that were happening with them at the time that they were living. We can go read their records of what they recorded about what was happening. That, brothers and sisters, it it truly is the love and long-suffering and mercy of the Lord our God that we don't have to stumble through all this blindly trying to find our way. We can actually sit down now and understand we're the Hebrew Israelites. We can now sit back and go back and look at what did our our forefathers do? They got the father so angry that the world is in the state that it's in today. What mindsets do we have? What were we doing? that this is the state of the world, that the state, the world got to the state it's in right now because of our decisions. We can go back and read the records that were left. We can go back and study the records that were left and let them be our guide. <coughs> let them be our compass. Let them be able to show us the right way. As opposed to I just getting this Bible and just I'm reading something and I'm just trying to find my way and find the right way, but I don't have the full foundation. I don't have a thorough enough foundation. This is why it's important to understand that, yes, the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans here in North America. Now, we've been scattered to the four corners of the earth, but for, mainly for our people here in, in North America. That we and understand that we're the Israelites, we can go back and see what mistakes we made as Hebrew Israelites, that we even got scattered across the whole the whole earth. What things were we getting into? What things were we doing? They got us kicked out of the promised land until we went through a, a period we didn't even know we we not even realize we're the Israelites. We think we're the Gentiles? We don't realize or even acknowledge that that we are the Israelites and that Israel is really our homeland. We think it belongs to to other people. What happened? That the state of the world is in the state that it's in today. What did our forefathers do? What happened that it got to this point? As an example. And then that should be an example of who? All the rest of the world. If this were the Israelites and God did this to them, and he called them his chosen people, well, let me get my act together. If that's what they did to get in trouble, let me get myself together. Let me get my act right. Because I see and understand the history of the Hebrew Israelites. I see and understand the history of these people, and I can look in the year 2023 and go to any ghetto, any slum, any barrio, and I can see what happens when you don't listen to God, when a nation of people does not listen to God? When that nation of people gets distracted, when that nation of people, that nation of people gets stubborn, rebellious, and, and doesn't take God's words seriously, all we're going to do is go study the records. And we don't have to worry about the records that were stored at the Vatican. We don't have to worry about the records that were stored in some mystical, ancient, hidden, buried away book. Guess what's been given to us? For what records have been given us to study to know what to do, what not to do? The Bible, the 66 books of the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha, 88 books. It's complete enough for us to get the history of our people and the decisions that we made and the things that we did. The Bible in itself, when it comes to that, is perfect and thorough enough. All right, so David had the priests, the Levites, to minister before the Lord and to record to all the things that were going on. So that the things written, the things written, shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. From there, brothers and sisters, to give more examples about how God wanted these things written for us. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, and verse 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter 30, and verse 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter 30, and verse 8. Listen what God tells Isaiah. Now go. Write it before them in a, in, in a table. And note it in a book that it may be for the time to come and forever. Write this down. Don't you, isn't this something that's told in school? It used to be told in school. If it was something important, it would say, write it down so you don't forget. Write it down. This is essentially what the Father's telling Isaiah. Now go. Write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that that it can't be said you was never told. Write it down for them so they can't say, I didn't hear it, but you saw the sign. You saw the book. That the importance of things being written down that our forefathers did is for us to learn from. From the context, from the perspective, from the aspect of the Hebrew Israelites, not a religion, but a people called Hebrew Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and a man named Jacob, to study their history that we find in the Bible, to match prophecy and history with the events of the Bible, to understand who the people are and why we're in the condition we're in right now. Jeremiah. Let's go down to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30 and verse 2. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 30 and verse 2, and this is what it reads. Thus speaketh the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book. Here's another example. The Father told now Jeremiah, Write what I'm telling you down in a book. That's why we have the book of Jeremiah. For what reason? the things written the four time, that the things written, that I'm sorry, that this shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. So write all this down and put it in a book. What's this book that was that, that written in and being compiled together? The Bible. From the word Biblios, which means volume of books. We're supposed to be learning from these things, brothers and sisters, and getting the proper perspective because of the history that's involved with the Bible. From there, let's go to chapter 36. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 36 and verse 2. Now, we just read Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 2. Now I'm going to Jeremiah chapter 36 and verse 2, right? Jeremiah chapter 36 and verse 2. And this is the Father, again, instructed Jeremiah, take thee a row of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. From the day I spake unto thee, uh, from the days of Josiah, even to this day. So again, the Lord God wanted things written down to keep a record for Israel, Judah, and all the nations. Write down what was going on, what was taking place, what was happening. That I did this. What was the conduct of the Israelites? What was the conduct of, 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 of uh, when Israel got split into two kingdoms, the, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah? What was going on taking place that we even split into two kingdoms? What was going on among the nations that these events happened and this happened and that, and, and that happened? Go write this down. That this shall be written for the generation to come and for the people which shall be created. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord that we might be able to see and understand that God's word is true. And that if this is what was going on and there was the mentality of, of, the, of Israel, the mentality of Judah, and the mentality of the nations, we can look at that and now not make the same mistakes now. So we can praise God that he gave us a chance not to do the same thing not to make the same mistake, to stop being insane. From there, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32. Let's go back to Deuteronomy, chapter 32. I'm going to read verse 7. Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 7, and it reads, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. Remember, we, we read in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter, or, or Syriac, chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. Not to despise the discourse of the wise, but acquaint thyself with their proverbs. For of them thou shalt learn instruction. It's not the discourse of the elders, for they also learn of their fathers, and then thou shalt learn, and, uh, learn understanding. So, Deuteronomy, chapter 30, 32, or 7. Remember the days of old. So for a lot of us, we don't remember the days of old. We don't, remember the, we don't even remember that we were the Israelites. We don't even remember that we were the Israelites. So somehow had to be written down, even to give us the breadcrumbs, just to get back to that point. Just to get back to that starting point. We're the Israelites. That's not a racist thing. <laughs> It's a fact, with the Israelites. When Columbus got to the Americas, and with the arrival of Columbus come to the Americas, and the arrival of all the modern-day Christianity religions that came, the people that were already here, who were they, before they got the titles and got the names and the, and the, the labels that we got were the Israelites. Before we learn anything about education, money, business, masons, quote-unquote Christianity, being a Muslim, before any of that, before learning I'm a crip or a blood or a pyru, before learning I'm a gangster disciple, I'm a thug, before learning anything about hip-hop, bebop, rhythm and blues, So-called gospel music. Before any of that, who were the people that were here? Who are they? Why were they over here? Why have they been destroyed the way they've been destroyed? Why are they on the reservations to this day? The people that were brought on slave ships. Who were they before they were called anything African? Who were they? Well they're the the Jews that escaped out of Jerusalem during the time when Rome destroyed them in 70 AD. That those Jews, those Israelites fled down into Africa, stayed down for over 1,500 years, and then they were gathered together by their enemies, the Arabs and the so-called Africans, the natives of Africa, and they were brought over in the transatlantic slave trade and, and the Pacific slave trade. They're the Israelites. Well, yeah, but I mean, why did this happen? Because they didn't keep the commandments of the Lord, their God. That they didn't look at the, the record and the histories of their forefathers, but they copied their forefathers in the same mistakes, in the same sins, in the same iniquities. That's what happened. So now we're at a point where, uh, 2023, a lot of us might not know who our parents our fathers were. We might not, but does that negate the fact that the record of the Bible is still here? Not at all. That the history contained in the Bible is still infallible? So, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Many generations. Did did y'all catch that? And for many of us, we can't consider the years of many generations, but that's why records were left. If we consider the years of many generations and the records that were left, we won't have to try and depend on no ancestry.com. We can try and go trace our DNA. We can go read the records. Ask thy father, and he will show thee, thy elders, and they will tell thee. The elders of the nation of Israel. Jeremiah, Isaiah, David, Moses, Joshua, Ezra, Nehemiah, Zechariah, Malachi, Micah, Baruch. Go and ask our elders. Go and search out the records. Paul, Peter, James, Philemon. Go search out the records. Go get the history. Go get what they wrote down. Ezekiel, Daniel, Nahum, Obadiah, go search it out, Esther, Job, go check it out, go study, go get the records of the history that was left. From there, let's go to 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to start with verse 14 and go to verse 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Listen to what this says, brothers and sisters. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. For whatever religion that we might have grew up in, that religion might use this verse for you continuing in that religion. If it was being a Baptist, that you would stop being a Baptist, or so continue being a Baptist. If it was Methodist, if it was Episcopalian, if it was Catholicism, if it was uh, Methodism, uh, Calvinism, uh, if it was um, uh, um, Masonics, being a Mason, if it was uh, uh, academics and becoming a, an Alpha, a catheter, a Lambda, uh, uh, learning about fraternities or sororities that they might use this this scripture uh, in out of context, without understanding the history, uh, to have you be encouraged to stay in the religion that you've been taught by your parents or whoever, but not from the history that comes from the Bible. So again, now, 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Our learning should be based on what? What are the records of our forefathers? That we might learn from them that we might learn instruction that we might learn understanding but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them are, are you matching what you're learning with the history of the bible So that you understand and know what you're learning. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ. When Paul wrote this to Timothy, what were the scriptures that that, that that Paul was referring to? It can't be this letter that was being wrote to Timothy, because that's what this this was. It was a letter to Timothy. It was the second letter that he wrote to Timothy. So the only scriptures he could be talking about is the records that were left of what we call the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. And of those things that were written in the Old Testament the Apocrypha concerning Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But if you don't know the scriptures or understand or know the records, you're not going to have a true, proper foundation in your faith of who Jesus Christ is and what he came to do and who he came to save. You're going to be just a little bit off. Or a lot off. Verse 16 now. second Timothy chapter 3 or 15. All scripture is given by inspiration of the Most High. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. In Ecclesiasticus, when we get from the Apographer, what it tells us that the elders are going to do, they're going to, from them thou shalt learn instruction. From them thou shalt learn understanding, proper understanding. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, that this shall be written for the generation to come. From the time that David wrote that, or when, when he told Isaiah, he told Jeremiah, write it in the table, write it in the book, that it might be forever. Write this down. So this is going to profit them. This is going to profit us. in our relationship with God, in our relationship with the Most High, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That is going to be profitable for us. It's going to be profitable for doctrine. It's going to be profitable for reproof. It's going to be prof- profitable for correction. It's going to be profitable to give instruction in righteousness, seventeen, that the man of God, the man of the Most High, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. But now the work you're doing is actually a good work in the eyes of God. And we can go back and look at now there was many things that, that our forefathers did. That at that particular time, it seemed good to them, but in the eyes of God, it was still evil. And in the eyes of God, it was still wrong. But at the time, it looked good. But we can go back and read the records and now see, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, we can now look at the records and go back and look back and see, no, that was not the right mindset. Their decision-making was the wrong decision-making. They were wrong. And if I continue in that mindset, I'm gonna find up in the same place they are. But now if I go and study and listen and receive what was written in, the, in history in the records that were, that were left, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I can know that the work I'm doing is the right work now. I'm doing it the right way. I have the records to back me up. I have the history that when our people made these decisions, that was the wrong decision. But in making these decisions, this is the right decision when it comes to God. It might be foolish to the whole rest of the world. It might be foolish to everybody else. But because I've studied the history, I know that this is the right way to go. One thing, brothers and sisters, as we are going over this class, as I've, we've been researching, and again, from Thomas Park classes, I can't give enough props to the brother because I'm, I'm very honored uh, to know him, that the I allowed me to be a small part of the I giving him any little thing I've been able to give him. But not even that. You know That was the wrong thing to say. I'm honored that, to be able to see the growth of this man. To have been there when he first came into the, the, uh, into the school. From when he first came into the school, uh, <laughs> before he had his Hebrew name, back then it was who? Labia and Arakiah. I can't remember their Jake names right now. I really can't. Damn. I don't want to. I don't want to. But to see his growth from there and and what he's able to go into and, and, and the research and the things he's able to bring out and teach, I'm inspired by it. To see that is incredible. The reason I'm bringing that out and it's not just to, to blow the brother's pile of all praise and glory to the most High in Christ. But as he's been going on with a lot of his research, it's, it's been inspiring me to go back and look at it. One question that I've always had brother the system, and maybe y'all have too. What did the Israelites do? What were they worshiping that got God so angry? What were the Baal Peors and the Baal aboves, and the um and the Astarte days? Uh, and, and Molech. What was all that about? What was really going on? What was that? What was that? And then be able to go back now and check out the history of what those things were and what they were for. You go back now and see that a lot of things that we call Christ- Christianity today, the practice of what we call Christianity today, the the traditions and the rituals that and the customs that we hold on to, and we want to uh, say that it's Christian Christian based, it's Christianity, it, it, it's Jesus based. When you go back and do that research, you find that these were the same type of practices, rituals and traditions that got that got God wrathful towards the Israelites in the first place, but we never matched this history. We never went and searched out the history. We think the zodiac is something, you know, it is is, but it's something useful. It's a tool. Not realizing that, note, God told Jeremiah, "Have it, write it down, but not the ways of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them." What are the signs of heaven? What are the signs of heaven? The zodiacs. But we, we, we throw it around so trivially these days. Not realizing that it was that type of mindset and, and those type of practice and rituals and things that we were doing that got, got that got the Father mad at us in the first place. Birthdays. Why do we like candle on birthday cakes? Because it represents the Queen of Heaven. Who's the Queen of Heaven? The moon where people was worshiping the moon, that the glow of the candles on the cake represents the glow of the the luminescence of the moon. But we don't put that together and realize that a lot of the ancient rituals that people did, we still carry on today. It is called by a different name. It's a different celebration. We think that the Christmas holidays is something special designed for Christ. And his birth ain't got nothing to do with it, but it goes directly back to, to the Saturnalia, the worship of, of, the, of the, uh, the planet Saturn, and Bacchus. All the sporting events and all the revelry and the drinking and debauchery that t- takes place in the wintertime. We don't put two and two together because we don't go back and match the history. We don't study the history to see and, and study the records that were left of what they were doing and what was happening, that this is what was going on. We don't go back and do that. So we miss out a lot. So we miss out that the man, in verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now we are the mindset of, well, can't nobody be perfect? Don't judge me as nobody perfect. But if we went and studied the history, Study the records; it will be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That's a, a very important key to the foundation of establishing our faith in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, in the Messiah, in the Hamashiach, the From there, so let's go to Isaiah chapter thirty-three and verse six. once want look at Isaiah chapter thirty-three and verse six, and it says, "And wisdom and knowledge." shall be the stability of that times and strength of salvation the fear of the lord is his treasure and i don't know how many times this in, in my past 30 something years of being in this knowledge of the knowledge of me fighting out i'm an israelite i don't know how many times this scripture has been pulled up by itself singularly just isaiah and 6. and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability at times and strength of salvation and i don't know how many classes i've gone over to to, to get what is the wisdom of god and what is the knowledge of God that's going to make us stable? I've seen so many people use this scripture to, to, to justify, and that their understanding is we have to learn our enemies. Almost like coming from, from like the Art of War, the Sun Tzu Art of War book that the uh, Black Panthers sold to raise up money for their organizations back in the, uh, in the 60s. The Art of War not from the Bible, not understanding what, what is, when God had this recorded in the Bible, when you had Isaiah write this down, what did God mean by this? We, got, we take this a lot, obviously some of you guys take this to mean, we got to study the psychiatry, we got to study psychology, we got to study all the witchcraft and all the magic that, that's out here so we're not ignorant, because it well, been not say, don't be ignorant of anything small or great. We got to know these things. Is that really the wisdom that God wants us to know that's going to make us stable? We can't just depend on the Bible. We got to learn business. We got to learn economics. We got to learn how to invest the dollar properly. Really? So, when you know, just by keeping the law, God said, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Just by that alone, if we just applied that, would it not give us uh Uh, Financial economic stability. Would then that give us generational wealth? The only way Abraham had wealth back then is that he had life insurance policies. He invested in the stock market. He went to school and got a degree. That's why he had wealth. That's why he had riches. So that's what we got to do now these days. So we can be wise. Or should we go back and learn and look at and study the records of our forefathers to gain the instruction, to learn instruction, to learn understanding, to gain wisdom? Again, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of their times. For things that we're going through, what's going to help us get, get us stable, remain stable? The wisdom and knowledge we get from the records that God had written down for us, from our forefathers, for the things that they experienced and the things that they were going through, from a Hebrew-Israelite foundational standard, that that's going to be the strength of our salvation, the salvation of the nation of Israel, not just the individual. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. From there, we're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 6. And this time is going fast, y'all. This time is going fast. I got a lot of scripts I want to get to. And I'm not going to be really to get to them all. Uh, I'm going to the apocrypha again. Ecclesiastes chapter, uh, uh, chapter 6 and start verse 22. Ecclesiastes or Syria chapter 6. I'm um, starting verse 22. And we're going to read down to, uh, through 37. So now, Isaiah 33 and 6 told us what? that wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Do we have the wisdom that comes from our forefathers that's written in the Bible? Or does some a prideful man want to make sure that, that his kids are just following his wisdom, what he says to do? Or are we really getting into the wisdom that comes from our forefathers that God had written down in the Bible? Are we really getting the knowledge of what our forefathers left for us in the Bible? that we, we might have some mental stability. So, please ask the chapter 6, verse, 30, verse 22. For wisdom is according to her name, and she is not manifest, manifest unto many. The wisdom of God is not manifest unto many, because a lot of people miss where does God's wisdom come from. He had it written in the scriptures. He had our forefathers recorded in our histories. But many of us don't like to read. Many of us don't like to study. So, God's wisdom is not manifest unto many. Verse 23, Give ear, my son. Receive my advice and refuse not my counsel. And put thy feet into her fetters and thy neck into her chain and bow thy shoulder and bear her, and be not grieved with her bonds. If you really want to get this, get wisdom. and you really want to get this understanding, hold on to the discipline that you're going through. Just go through it. As my sister Water died, like like to say, keep uh, reminding. Trust the process. Trust the process. Verse twenty six. Come unto her with thy whole heart. Don't be, like, second-guessing. Why I got to go through this. This is stupid. This is dumb. Come unto whatever it is you're going through from what our forefathers instructing us with your whole heart. And keep her ways with all thy power. Search and seek, and she shall be made known unto thee. And when thou hast got hold of her, let her not go. Once you get this understanding, you get this wisdom, you get the history from what our forefathers wrote uh, to us. Don't let it go. Verse twenty-eight: For at the last thou shalt find her rest, and thou shalt be turned, and it shall be, and thou shall be turned to thy joy. Trust the process. Verse twenty-nine: Then shall her feathers be as a strong defence for thee, and her chains as a robe of glory. For there is a golden ornament upon her, and her bands are purple lace. You're gonna be majestic. You're gonna shine. Thou shalt we as a nation, thou shalt put her on as a robe of honor, and shall put her about thee as a crown of joy. My son, check this out verse thirty two My son, if thou wilt, if you choose to, if you make the decision, if thou wilt Thou shalt be taught. You can learn from our forefathers and what this Bible is talking about. If you will, you'll be taught. And if thou wilt apply thy mind, thou shalt be prudent. Apply your mind to what has been written in these scriptures, to the history of what our forefathers went through. Then you're going to be prudent. When it comes to what God wants, verse 33, if thou love to hear Thou shalt receive understanding. And if thou bowled on ear, thou shalt be wise. You know, it, it, it's similar to what, what, what they say. God gave everybody two ears and one mouth so that you could do twice as much listening as you do talking. Stop talking and listen. Stop trying to show people you're smart, you're wise, you got it. You don't need anybody tell you what to do. You already got to figure it figured out. You have to love to hear if you really want to get understanding. You have to bow your ear. You have to make your make yourself listen if you really want to be wise. Verse thirty four. Stand in the multitude of the elders. Them old cats. Stand in the multitude of the elders, plural. What better elders for us as Hebrew Israelites to go to but those that are found in the Bible? Stand in the multitude of the elders and cleave unto him that is wise. Who is wise in the ways of the Most High? Who knows how to make decisions based on what pleases God? Verse 35, be willing to hear every godly discourse. Remember how it was just said to us in in chapter 8? Don't miss the discourse of the elders. Don't miss the discourse of the communication or the talk or the parables of the wise. And I'm going to lend that all the way back to what the scripture says, To the records that our true elders, our true fathers left us. Be willing to hear every godly discourse, and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. And if thou seest a man of understanding, get thee betimes unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. Get next to that man. The one that never come to you, go to him. Get your Bible out. Get to the book. Go study. Verse 37. Let thy mind be upon the ordinances of the Lord and meditate continually in his commandments. This is this is these jewels right here. Let thy mind be upon the ordinances of the Lord and meditate continually in his commandments. He shall establish thine heart and give thee wisdom at thy own desire. You'll know how to make the right choice when it comes to pleasing God if we just did that right there listen to our elders, check out the records, pay attention to the records, meditate on them. We'll have that stability we're looking for? We have the wisdom that we need. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11. The book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11. Now I'm going to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11, and it says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, For now, is our salvation nearer than when we believed? Cool. What I want to focus in right now is where it says, and that knowing the time. Do we really know what time it is? Are we looking at the time that, that we're in, and are we just comparing that to the records that were left for us, to the history that was left for us, to the words of our true elders that was left for us, so that we really know what time it is? Why is that important? Why is it important that we consider what time it is? That we know what time it is. That we listen to our, uh, that we listen to the, the Bible, we listen to the scriptures, and what, what the scriptures have to say, that we might understand what time it is. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, in the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, One generation passes away, and another generation cometh. So it tells you one generation is going to pass away. What the Lord is going to establish here is a cycle. What, is going to, what was given to, 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 uh, to Solomon to give us the book of Ecclesiastes is give us this wisdom. He's given us this instruction. Give us this knowledge that one generation passes away and another generation cometh. But the earth abides forever. There's a cycle to everything. There's cycles. All right, verse 5. The sun also arises and the sun's goes down, and hasteth to his place where he arose. Everything's on a cycle. There's a cycle to everything. Do we understand what time we're living in to understand what cycle we're in? Are we in a part of uh, one generation that's passing away, or are we in a part where one generation is coming? Are we in a part where the sun is rising, or are we in a part where the sun is going down? Verse 6, the wind goes toward, uh, goes toward the south, and turns about unto the north. It whirls about continually. And the wind uh, returns again according to his circuits. Seasons. Seasons change. Once it comes, once it goes. But everything's on a cycle. Everything is on a cycle. It says uh, returns again according, and the wind returns again according to his circuit, a circuit, his cycle. The different winds, the Santa Ana winds, the jet stream, different winds, whatever type of winds there are. Those are two I know off the top of my head. All right, as an example, verse seven: All the rivers run into the into the sea. Yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, then they return again. Rivers start in most mountains, in mount, most mountain regions. So how is it? There's a cycle. There's a cycle. So-called the rain cycle. We, uh, what is it? Um, precipitation leads to... Uh, Precipitation makes the rain, the rain come down in the mountains or the snow come, come down in the mountains. Then it starts to melt, and this is where we get our streams and rivers. <coughs> and then the streams and rivers uh, uh, meet up and match up from all this melted um, snow and melted ice and, and rain. Um, and it flows down the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the creeks, the streams, the rivers to the seas. Yeah, from the seas and, and, and the cycle of the wind the, and, and the cycle of the sun, Uh, the water evaporates and then it's carried back over land where the water now cools down it turns into precipitation and the cycle is repeated what we want to look at or I'm going to try and get us to understand right now is there's a cycle to everything there's a cycle to everything Romans chapter 15 verse 4 I keep paraphrasing it, but now we're going to read it. Romans chapter 15, verse 4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. That with you patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So things that the Father had written for us, the records that were left for us in this thing called the Bible, it was written for our learning. That with you patience and comfort of the scriptures, that we might now have some hope as Hebrew Israelites. And what's the right choice, the right way to go? What's the right mentality to have? Why is that important? Why is that important? When we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, the thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. I wanted to establish for us that there is a cycle that with, with the Father, with the Creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, everything's on the cycle. Everything is on the cycle. So hey, Solomon is telling us here, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9, that the thing that has been, meaning that which was in the past, it is that which shall be. It's going to come back. It's going to cycle back. And that which is done, whatever things that were done in the past is that which shall be done. Those things are going to come back in the future. And there is no new thing under the sun. Everything's on a cycle. So to get the records of our forefathers, to get the history of our forefathers, to learn from them and understand that things that happened to them is going to happen to us. Do we make the same choices they made or not knowing that everything is on a cycle all right that was ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9 uh, now verse 10 ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 10 is there anything wherever it may be said see this is new it has been already of old time look at what's being said can we really say this that this is new Solomon's is letting us know the wisest king that was ever on the planet Earth has been already of old time. But if we don't understand or know the history or the, or, or the understanding the or the records that were left for us, we'll think it's something totally brand new. It says, is there anything wherever it may be said? See, this is new. It has been already of old time, which was before us. Verse Verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. How do you remember something that hasn't came yet? You don't. But he's establishing that there's not going to be any remembrance of what's going to come. That's why records were left, brothers and sisters. That's why the history uh, and events, these things are written down for us. So we don't have to be blind. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3, verse 15 in the Bible. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 15. It says, that which has been is now. Listen, that which has been is now. And that which is to be has already been. And the most High requires that which is past. And God requires that which is past. It's going to come, events and things are going to come back again. Things that happened in the past are going to happen in the future. Everything is going to cycle is going to come back. If we're not studying the records, if we're not studying the history, we're going to be bound to make the same mistakes our foreparents did. Or we can learn from what they did and make the right choices now. All right? From there, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 10. Now I'm going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 10. And it says, that which has been is named already, and it is known that it is man. Neither may he uh, contend with him that it is mightier than he. So in all these things like that the that Solomon's given uh, uh, hints about, the thing which has been that's going to come back, is men, and it is known that it is man, that we're not going to remember, but this is why we left ourselves self-records, this is why we wrote down these histories, so as the events and everything comes back around, we can now know what's the right decision, we can now know what's the right way, what, right way to go, all right? With that, I do believe that's going to be it for today, brothers and sisters. I, I'm hearing i got 10 seconds left. I want to go to real quick. I need to pull up my Facebook page real quick. I put, I put this post up yesterday, and I thought I would put it in this class here, but I didn't, but I do want to get this thing that I did put up. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second, one second, one second. I'm still here. Um, I got to get this. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18 verse 2. This is going to be the last one for today. I know my two hours is up. For those who might be listening through, through the website, I know that it, it shuts off at two hours. For those who might have called in or you're catching the archive, um, this is coming through the phone, so, so it's going to last a little bit longer. Uh, let me pull this up to Proverbs chapter 18 verse 2. If we understand things were aforetime enough for our learning and that records were left, so that we will be able to praise God properly, that we can know what's the right decision to make, that the, that the most I didn't leave us so blind, that we should go and listen to our – and study our, our records, our history, and make sure that's a part of our foundation of what we're dealing, what we're dealing with. When we don't want to go to and look at our history and look at the Bible as the history book of the Hebrew Israelites and understand that events that happened to our foreparents back then are going to be very similar events that happen to us now, and and to help us understand what choices we should make and not make, and we're going to just go uh, go through this on our own and just lean on my understanding. I ain't going to let nobody tell me what to do. I ain't let nobody control me. Huh. Okay, Proverbs 17 18, verse 2 says this. A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Did we hear this? A fool has no delight in understanding. And where does God tell us the understanding comes from? Let me look at the understanding from the elders. And I'm just talking about elders of, of, of uh, in a house. I just talk about elders of a camp, a school, or a church. Let me go search out the, 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 the understanding of our forefathers in the scriptures. Let me go search out their understanding. Let me go search out the understanding they got from their experiences that they wrote down for us today. A fool has no delight in understanding but that his heart may discover itself. Now, one thing we, we know is when, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about a person's mind, a person's own thoughts, how they put things together, how they see it. So a fool has no delight in understanding but that his mind may discover itself. I just want to do it on my own. You ain't the boss of me. I'm an alpha. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know one one of the sayings of the old timers is a hard head makes soft behind. Go ahead, but you but you go on self. Go ahead, go on now, Mister. You got it all figured out, huh? Oh, smelling, he's he's smelling himself. All right. All right. I wanted to get the commentary on this from John Gill. I want to get the commentary of this from John Gill. And this guy, I went in this class. So this is the commentary from John Gill. And you can look it up uh, um, in, uh, in your web browsers, the John Gill uh, Exposition of the uh, Entire Bible. Uh, it's a historian, a scholar. Who compiled uh, uh, years and years of research, years and years of true archaeology um, uh, that, that we don't have access to, to be able to give us uh, these perspectives about, from a history historical point of view. All right. So this is Proverbs chapter eighteen verse. Proverb, I'm slow down. This is Proverbs chapter eighteen and verse two from the John Deal uh, Commentary. So when the Scripture says a fool hath no delight understanding, that's what the Scripture says. Now, this is what this scholar put together, this historian put together from the research. He says, in natural understanding and in the improvement of his mind in it. So a fool has no delight in understanding, he has no delight in natural understanding and in the improvement of his mind in it. He delights not in books. Y'all hear this? He delights not in books, nor in the conversation of men of learning and sense or in spiritual understanding in the understanding of spiritual things these are foolishness to a natural man nor does he delight in reading the scriptures nor in hearing the word and attendance on it in the house of the most high house of god but is weary of such exercises. Of when the scripture says, a fool has no delight in understanding. All right? Now, when the scripture says, but that his heart may discover itself, this this is what the commentary says now. And the folly folly that is in it, meaning the foolishness that is in it, Such men only uh, desire to have some knowledge and understanding, to make a show of it, that they may be thought to be wise and to be capable of taking on things as if they understood them, when it is only to the exposing of themselves and their ignorance. One person's, uh, some persons attain no more learning and knowledge than just to be capable to know that they are fools. Or by discovery of his heart, he delights in discovering that not not the wisdom, but the folly that is in it. All right. So I, just want, I did want to bring it out and, and, and as a part of this class that we're going over of how important, I hope the gist of what comes across in this class is how important it is for us to study and how important it is for us to put the links of history to our studies, that our foundation in our study needs to be based on the history of, of the Hebrew Israelites in the Bible because that's what the Bible is. It's the history of the Hebrew Israelites. to help us make better choices, make, in the eyes of God, better decisions, so that we're stable and know that the decisions we make are right in the eyes of God, regardless of what the world says, that we're going to trust the process, that we're going to trust the process, All right, brothers and sisters. Thank everybody who had a chance to tune in, whether you called in live at six four six, Eric was six four six 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 eight two five six eight, whether you whether you came in uh, through the web browser, and was checking us out at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashala M A S H A H B A, Um, or you kept one of our archive shows on iHeartRadio podcast, on Apple iTunes podcast, on Google Podcast or Podcast Addict. I hope you guys got some got some. I'm able to convey some information, some practical knowledge, some understanding of why it's important for us to put the link the missing link that put the link in of that history why it's important to get into the Bible and get that history and make the connections to history because we are butt of yesterday the most going to have the same events recycle back around again so let's make sure we're getting the history so we know what to make what what choice to make for our future. Or we keep being insane and keep making the same mistakes our forefathers made because we just won't sit down and open the books. We want to sit down and let ourselves get taught. We want to sit down and let somebody show us the decisions that, we made, that were made in the past, why they were good. And when I say the past, I'm talking about the past of the entire nation of Israel. I'm not talking about our past and in in our past lives right now. I'm talking about the past of the history of the Hebrew Israelites. Going all the way back to Moses, going all the way back to Adam, going all the way back to Abraham, going, uh, getting their histories and bringing it forward, and bringing it forward. Hopefully, again, uh, this, you'll be able to get some out of this. Uh, that, that is my prayer. And if you'd like to uh, help, help us keep the Blog Talk uh, Bible podcast running, I am taking donations on Cash App at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, or on Google Wallet, uh, uh, um, Machado M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. I'd like to help us keep our, keep our, 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 shows going. So with that, uh, tonight being Wednesday, tonight is Wednesday night, uh, you're definitely invited, uh, to check out our school here in San Antonio, uh, either on, on, online or you actually visit the school starting at 7 p.m. at ISBHBK, uh, San Antonio or to check out our, our school in Houston uh, at ISBHBK Houston. Again, both those classes starting at 7 p.m., uh, going to 9 p.m., or 7 to 10 in San Antonio, 7 to 9 for Houston. Uh, and uh, please check out our 5 Minutes of Wisdom, uh, Hebrew Media Corps, or any other uh, YouTube classes that we have going on on the archives. And please check out tomorrow being Thursday. Tomorrow being Thursday as we get another edition Another episode of Touch About Thursdays, for your, for your information, Episode 4. All right, for your information, Episode 4, uh, please, please check us out, all right? Um, we're trying to help us all get out of here. We're working on, on our own salvation. We're fear and trembling, just like you are, all right? We are most definitely not saved yet as a nation, and that's what we're praying for, for the nation of Israel to finally be delivered, for the nation of Israel to finally be saved. All right. So thank you for for, for tuning in. My name is Moshebel, and for ISBRC Bible Talk, I would like to say shalom.
0: Shih-hub.